Can't complain. Yeah, I can't complain. I mean, I could, but I ain't. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't. It's been a good. It's been a good uh, week. God is good. I feel blessed. I feel energized and ready to take on whatever, whatever. That's what's you? up. That's yeah. what's up. I feel good. I'm ready. I'm ready. I miss this podcasting thing that we I have know, going right? on. I right. know, right? We took a whole week off, and it felt like, oh shoot, what? Like, what's going on? You know what I mean? So, it feels good to be back. feels good to be doing our thing. Mm-hmm. Um, this is this is a space where we can get together and share our thoughts, share our world. So, what's been going on with you this week? Unfortunately, we had a death in a family due mm-hmm. to COVID. So, I have been um, planning a funeral. Yes. And very major. One of our, um, as everyone knows, that's a, that follows us. We have a very blended family. And our blended family extends beyond just our household. Um, there's different parents, grandparents, and cousins, and whatnot that still affects the whole household. Because, and um, one of our daughters, your daughter Aisha's, lost her grandfather. Right. So that's been very emotional. Very emotional and difficult because, like I said, we're a very blended family. So um, he was very much a part of our entire family. Right. So, yeah, so that's kind of going to be kind of where we're going to go with today's topic. And what exactly about this past week do you think has affected you the most? This week, I would probably say just the realization that someone that meant a lot to me and our family is no longer with us and he's actually gone. Yeah, and and I think... um, I mean, death is certain to all of us, and it's always unexpected. However, um, these last two years with this COVID, it has made death appear to be even more unexpected. Right. Like, just a matter of moments. Right. And, and that's kind of like what this felt like. Mm-hmm. Um, like, we, you could literally just be celebrating the holiday Right. Having a good time, having a nice conversation with someone, and then all of a sudden this this virus catches a hold of them, and that could be the last time. Right. So, yeah, absolutely. So, um, you had mentioned to me that, well, no, first of all, let, let's start from the beginning, mm-hmm. because 
over the past several years, you have you yourself have really been on this this journey. I would call it right. this journey to find the meaning in life and 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 how to process ex- the, your experience with death because it's something that all of us are going to experience. Right. And if you if you will talk about like what that where that started for you with me, and this is actually me being vulnerable and allowing everyone in. Um, I experienced the greatest loss for me. I lost my grandmother, and she she was just so much more to me than just a grandmother. She was like a best friend, a, a mother figure, a role model. So it was like when I experienced that, a part of me died. Right. And I lost myself mm. within that. And I think that's something that um, everyone is, is basically experiencing now is right. that a part of them actually pass away. And just picking up the pieces from there is difficult. Right. And, and let's, let's be clear, like, how old were you when, when your grandmother passed? You know, how old was I? You know what? Because it, it was a big blur. Wait a minute. Was I? We were around 37, 38. Okay. Somewhere around. I'm, okay. I'm, I, I, it's been about, what, seven years now? I mean, you tell, you're trying to tell people my age? <laughs> we all, they all know. They all know. They, yes, they, I was they, in my late 30s. Let's just put 30s. it that way. Okay, yeah. so in your late 30s, and this is your first major loss. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So, I mean, like, a lot of people experience loss, at a lot, but you're in your late 30s, mm-hmm. and for you, this is your first experience with a, a major loss to yeah. death. Okay, and, and, and what exactly did that do? Because, like I said, you, that started you on this journey. Yeah. So, talk to me. Let's talk to about what that journey has been like. Hmm. Well, I would say... It, it was more so a process yeah. rather than a journey. Um, it started off with depression, mm-hmm. a deep depression. Would you agree? Absolutely. And I mean, again, it was it was a big blur for me. Like I feel as though a huge chunk of my life was taken away from me within that depression. Um, I couldn't work. How many years? <laughs> How long was I off of work? Ooh. Just long enough that you was able to still keep your job. <laughs> Barely. <laughs> Barely. Barely. Yeah. Right. Barely. And um, I want to thank FMLA. <laughs> <laughs> so for those that are experiencing loss, definitely get familiar with FMLA. Yeah. It, it will save your job. Yeah. But um, I would say, so the journey. It started off with a deep depression and I didn't understand that I was actually depressed. Mm-hmm. Um, I knew I was sad. I didn't understand um, the, the loss process, right. the process of loss. Right. Because I remember you asking me like questions like what's the purpose? What's the purpose of life? Yeah. And what, why does God have us on this earth just to experience a loss like this? Mm-hmm. And and that was very like that was like I had never had anyone ask me that before mm-hmm. because myself you know we all know that death is imminent. Yeah. And, and I mean I'm a I'm an agent I sell life insurance right right so and we, I help people through the process but exactly, when it hit me when it hit you I was lost right and I, and and I had never even considered like well what's the purpose mm-hmm. 
And that, that 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 started you on this whole thing of looking for purpose in life, and, yeah. And how death affects us, and what mm-hmm. what death really is. Mm-hmm. So, what is some of that discovery for you? Well, just to be honest, I'm still within the process. I'm still mm-hmm. I'm still searching, but from my findings and just from me experiencing life through me praying through meditation i'm just finding as for myself that we're here for an experience this this is an experience um i believe that we're here to connect we're here to love but i'm one to believe that we're here at free will free will okay yeah and 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 i definitely agree with a lot of and you know what everyone i think everyone is going to experience you know some people may be listening to this and they they may have their own views you know um, whether it be mm-hmm. based on their religion based on their own experience mm-hmm. or what have you but this is your experience yeah. this is what you have discovered for yourself after dealing the law dealing with the loss of your yeah grandma. and what i had to do for myself i wanted to separate myself from religion mm-hmm. in order for me to find myself i I found myself wanting to connect directly with my source, connect directly with my God, connect within my soul, you know? So I had to separate myself from everything that I was taught in order to to find me, if that makes sense. Absolutely, because, you know, there's one thing that I will say. Um, Don't get me wrong. I, I still hold on to certain Christian beliefs. However... Mm-hmm. In the dealing with the the death, my own mm-hmm. uh, of my father, my sister, my uncle. Unfortunately, I didn't find comfort mm-hmm. in what yeah. um, religion told me about death. Mm-hmm. You know, I didn't find just comfort in the fact that they're on going on to a better place. Yeah, um, they're going to be with the Father. They're going to be with the Lord. They're going to be with their Creator. That didn't comfort me. Um, matter of fact, I found myself being annoyed at yeah. even the simple suggestion of the passage during a eulogy. Yeah. Um, so, so I definitely agree that um, for me, for when it came to that experience of great loss, mm-hmm. I separated myself from religion. Not from, not in every aspect, but yeah. just in that moment. Yeah. And, and, and how I dealt with that. Like right. religion at that moment wasn't enough for me. No, it wasn't. Right. And that's, to me, that it, it's deep. Um, it's vulnerable. A lot of people don't understand it, especially if you um, come from a Christian background. Right. It's like, <laughs> you're. I feel almost judged. <laughs> right, and I can understand that. And uh, But for me, it was absolutely necessary. Um, I'm not, or I wasn't a person who enjoyed outdoors. But early in the morning, I found comfort in going to the track, you know, um, just as the sun comes up. And as I'm walking, I found myself praying and talking directly to God for praying for I don't pray for strength because I don't need strength. (laughs) But just praying for praying for comfort, praying for wisdom, praying um, that he finds a way to connect me, you know, just, just to connect with me and to get me out of this funk. But I will say that I couldn't have done it without you. Mm. This process, although 
I felt myself trying to push you away right. on purpose. Right. I, I felt myself, and I think that's part of it, the depression that I was in. I felt myself wanting to be by myself. I felt myself, um, if I could be honest, just wanting to go with my grandmother. And, and I remember that conversation, or not just those words like that. Mm-hmm coming from your mouth and like, well, what does that mean? Mm-hmm. And, and, and worrying like, well, what, where are you going with that? Mm-hmm. And, you know, and we're going to get into um, in a little bit just about the whole idea of loss mm-hmm. and its effect on marriage and, yes. and relationship. But, you know, like I said, you know, when, when it came to losing my father and when it came to losing my sister and, and my uncle, um, religion wasn't enough for me. Mm-hmm. However, if I'm being honest, and I am, I'm going to be completely honest. Like when you lost your grandmother, mm-hmm. because religion was what I knew mm-hmm. through that process, I couldn't even understand where you were coming from. Yeah. It wasn't until I experienced my own loss yeah. of that magnitude. And I had, I had, like I had lost my grandparents, mm-hmm. you know, I had lost, aunts and uncles before but no one is close and as near and dear to me as my father my sister and my uncle which all happened within like just about a, a year and a half mm-hmm. so so just being honest like I, I couldn't I couldn't put myself in the mind frame that you were in like to me it was just like well we know that no one's here forever. Your grandmother was in her 80s. Um, she's in a better place. You know, even though I didn't say these words. Yeah. Like, so I was like, we all know that death is imminent. So I don't understand. I couldn't uh, at the time understand exactly the emotions that you were experiencing and what you were going through. And even though you say you thank God that I was here for you, mm-hmm. that goes like, and, and I was. Mm-hmm. Because I, but I think I was here mostly in the fact that I held it down in other right. areas, other areas of our life. But I didn't really know how to be there for exactly what you were going through, and that, I think that was a huge moment in our relationship, in our marriage, which was a new mm-hmm. marriage at the time. Yeah. So it was very huge in in that regard. So, like, how did the loss of your grandmother? affect our marriage because your grandmother's loss to my loss there were two different things going on and I'm I'm just gonna say that the connection to our (laughs) to our marriage I have to start by saying that I believe, and this may sound crazy, but I believe that through the death of my grandmother, it forced me to rely more on you because I relied on my grandmother for so much. That was my my moral support. Like even within our marriage, I talked to my grandmother on how to handle things, how to how to be a wife, how to. Um, 
just anything financial, anything mental. She prayed for me. She was mm-hmm. my backup plan. Like my right. grandmother was my backup plan. So when your backup plan is gone, yeah. it leaves you in a lonely, vulnerable place. So at the time, because you didn't know how to connect with me, I felt alone. Right. Although you were there, yeah. like you, you prayed for me, you, you loved me. Um, I could be in a room full of people, but I still felt alone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But as far as our marriage through the loss, I think over time, I had to I had to rely on you. Wow. I had to put my guards down. Um, when we would have a disagreement. I had no way, nowhere to run away to, right. so I had to face mm-hmm. my problems, which if my grandmother was alive, I didn't have to face my problems. I could run away to her house. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Had. Yes, exactly. Right. Yes. But I had nowhere to run to mm. because she was my backup plan, so yeah. I felt lonely. Yeah. And, and for myself, I remember... Um, even even before the loss of my father, you know, my father for me was like, he, he was a hero. Yes. You know, like I, I always said that my, my father was, was never um, one of the guys, mm-hmm. but he was a man's man. Right. He was a man's man, and, and I looked up to that. Um, because and what I mean by not being one of the guys, like he never tried to fit in anywhere, and and I patterned myself after that. So like every major thing that I ever went through in my life, there were three people, and actually there were three people who I shared almost everything with. Mm-hmm. First being my father, mm-hmm. you know, when I when I was having my first child, mm-hmm. first person I told was my father. When I was um, going through my divorce, the first person I told was my father, you know, when I was, so there's so many things, and I could always count on my father for, like, that sound advice, Mm -hmm. Um, so when I was going through that, I actually, but this, at this time, we had been married for a few years, and I had, um, began to mourn the loss of my father while he was sick, my father, um, suffered about five, six years with dementia, maybe seven years with dementia. So I watched this gradual, long decline of my father. and So really, you had to mourn him before his death right. because you lost him too. Exactly. Exactly. So, exactly. And, and, and in every stage of his dementia, I lost him again. Mm-hmm. It was like losing another part, losing another part. That's tough. That was very tough. But you were there. Mm-hmm. And by this time in our marriage... It wasn't like when you lost your grandmother. We had learned one another, and we had learned from the experience of losing your grandmother. So I was able to rely on you for a lot of things. And when 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 he passed, um, you were very comforting. Mm-hmm. Um, and and again, when I lost my sister, and that's really when I lost my shit. Yeah. And I completely shut down. Like I wasn't even able to function. Mm-hmm. Um, and you knew exactly what I needed. And you know and. And it was even like, and there was an article that I was reading a blog talking about marriage and and, and grief. Mm-hmm. And um, everyone grieves differently. 
Right. And I remember one of the first things that I needed from you was after the loss of my sister was to make love. Mm-hmm. And, that, and a part of me felt like, what's wrong with you? Like, your, your sister's gone. Why do you want? But I needed that. Mm-hmm. I needed to feel close to you. Mm-hmm. And, and like immediately after, I, maybe even during, yeah. I cried like you a did. baby. So, you know, so these are very different times. And, and, and one of the things that I learned from that was everyone's experience with death is different. Yep. Um, and with each loss, mm-hmm. because from the time the loss of my father to the loss of my sister, those are different experiences yep. for me. And then the loss of my uncle was the other person who I just shared absolutely everything with. Like, yeah. he was, my Uncle Marvin was like my bad dad. <laughs> <laughs> and we all need that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, like, that was not bad in the, the sense, but he would just tell me from a different perspective mm-hmm. about about things. And, and, we, and we would share different things um, with one another. And that was very, you know, I had a very close relationship with my uncle. And um, even that experience was totally different. So, but one of the, like I said, one of the things that I learned was that, you know, we all experience that differently and we all require different things yes. as we're going through our grieving process. Right. And like for you, you wanted to be left alone. Yeah. And to me, for me, normally, I'm the person who kind of does want to be left alone. Right. But during those times, I needed to be surrounded by you and the kids. Yeah. And it was just like, and I don't even know if Asia knows this, but like her being home mm-hmm. or coming home, it wasn't even that she was just home, but coming home, mm-hmm. like that meant everything to me. Yeah. And, and it, it was comforting because I just needed to be surrounded by love, by a lot of love. Yeah. So, so what, what else, like what, what are some of your thoughts now? You know, we, we've experienced loss, and a lot of people mm-hmm. that we know have experienced loss, especially over these last two years. So what are, what are some of the things that you learn for yourself about loss and grieving? What I've learned, one, it's okay to cry. Um, and I gave myself permission to cry. Um, I remember... I mean, for one, you never know when it's going to hit you. (laughs) I could be in giant eagle and it hit me. (laughs) It will just hit me and I'll have a breakdown in the middle Mm -hmm. of giant eagle. So, you know, I just allowed myself to cry. Um, Another thing is I learned that prayer and meditation works. Um, I also learned that it's okay to have happy moments because I felt guilty, which is absolutely crazy, but I felt guilty for having happy moments. Mm -hmm. I felt guilty for laughing, for, for allowing myself to feel, to feel happy. Um, another thing that over time is weird, but I gave my per- myself permission to accept blessings. Mm. I feel I feel closer to my loved ones 
more so now. I feel a connection. I feel like everything that all of the good parts that they share with me, like they're they're in like it's yeah. a part of me. Yeah. And and I know that on the other side that they have my back. Right. Like they're watching over me, giving me giving me energy, giving me just I, I can't explain the the huge amount of blessings that I have now. And it it's weird, but it's like, I feel like they're submitting them through the other side for me. Right. And I allow, allow, I allow myself to, what's the word? I'm not Just sure. to receive. To receive. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, and that's, that's crucial. That's big, you know? Um, and it's interesting that you said like you allowed yourself to receive blessings. Cause I can, I can say for myself, Mm-hmm. There was a there was a big moment where I felt guilty for receiving. Yeah. Um, because it seemed like after after certain losses, certain things started to open up. Yes. And then you start. I for myself, I started to ask myself, wait, so did this person had to lose their life so that I can receive this mm-hmm. thing that? You know what I mean? And then it's like, well, I don't want that. I don't want this now. Yeah. I feel guilty. You know, and, not, not, and I don't know if that is the case, but those are the thoughts that are going through my mind. You know, it's like, I don't want this blessing mm-hmm. at the expense of my loved one. Mm-hmm. And um, so that was very, very uh, crucial for me at that time. The other thing was, and, and you already hit on it, but I, a lot of times we're, we're taught you know, that there's death and then, you know, we'll see them on the other side, mm-hmm. you know, after judgment day, you know, and, and this, that, and the other. But there's comfort for me because I realize that their spirit is still and near mm-hmm. to me. Mm-hmm. Like, I can experience and I can feel mm-hmm. the energy of my father. I can feel the wisdom of my father. Yeah. You know, I can, I can feel the love and comfort uh, from my sister and my uncle, you know, um, and they're my cheerleaders. Mm-hmm. They, yeah, they're my cheerleaders, yeah. and and there have been like I remember, <laughs> I remember, you know, you you telling me you were praying to your grandma. I know. You don't pray to your grandma. I do. I know. But again, and it's weird. I don't know where it came from. I but it makes me feel like I'm closer. To her, and not only do I pray to her, but I pray for her. Yes. Like, cause I don't know where she's at, but and it's it's actually for all of our loved ones that we lost. I think about them quite often, and it's like I I just pray wherever they they are mm-hmm. that they they have comfort, they have yeah. love, they have like all of the everything good that they deserve. Yeah. And yeah, I just find myself praying for them. Right, and then like even though I didn't understand you doing it, mm-hmm. I found myself later. Like, really? Absolutely. Like um, once we, you know, for once once I lost my sister, we took in her only son, yeah. Jaden, and Jaden has been living with us for mm-hmm. the, the past two years, and um, there we went through some real rough patches. Oh, and yeah. and Jaden is an excellent kid, a very good kid, but there were some adjustment periods. Yep. And I remember, no, not just once, but on several occasions, praying and asking Janetta, my sister, 
I don't know him like you know him. Mm -hmm. I don't know what he needs like you would have needed. Guide me mm -hmm. so that I can be what he needs. Because you left him with me for a reason. Yeah. And I need your guidance right. on how to be with Jaden. Because Jaden is an Isaiah. Yeah. You know, Jaden is an Asia. Right. And he needs something special. And I need, and I didn't know I didn't know how to give that to him. Yeah. You know, I wasn't that guy. Mm -hmm. um, but through those prayers, we began to see changes first in me and how I dealt with him, mm -hmm. how I how I handled certain situations with him, how I spoke to him, how I spent my time with him. Yes. And and now he's becoming very well adjusted. Right. And doing a lot better in so many different areas of his own teenage life. Mm -hmm. You know, so it's, it's like a blessing for my sister yeah. to, to be able to do that. Man. And I, I, just to piggyback off of that, many a times, because I'm not his mom, because I'm auntie taking over the role as mom... And it was like, I didn't know where to start. So the mm -hmm. only thing that I could do was to pray. Send, send me resources. Send me people right. that, that can help him. And it happened. It's mm -hmm. like instantly, like I would pray for it. And, and just so many people, so many resources just reached out to help us. Absolutely. And again, you know, and, and, and this isn't like, for me, this isn't me like um, dismissing my my Christian background, my Christian teachings. It, but instead, it's just searching for more. Right. Enhancing what, what mm -hmm. I'm all, the foundation that I've been giving and looking further. Mm -hmm. um, and and it's, it's, it's helped me with my own personal grief. Mm -hmm. It's helped me with dealing and moving forward with mm -hmm. our family. Right. And everything that we, we still have to do because we're still here. Yeah. And we still have a responsibility. Right. Uh, and, and at times it doesn't feel like, you don't feel like you want to. Right. But we, we're here and we have to. That's right. And so this is just helps my process. It helps your process. And hopefully to someone listening, it helps their process, you know, because they can relate with what we're, what we're saying because everyone has experienced loss. Right. Yeah. Man, can we touch on the dreams? Go ahead. No, I mean, woo. I know the first time that, and I, I believe it's a difference between a dream and a visit from your loved one. Yeah. It's just a different type of feeling. And, um, and my grandmother would visit me in my dreams quite often. Mm -hmm. At first, I didn't know how to handle it. I wanted it to go away. I would right. cry. Um, you would have to pray for me as I was crying. Right. But have you experienced that with the dreams? I have. I, but like you said, there's a difference because I, I've experienced dreams mm -hmm. where I knew it was a dream. Mm -hmm. But then I've experienced, like you said, what seemed more like a visit. And you can feel her presence. Right, where I actually felt like subconsciously mm -hmm. I was present with my loved one. And I actually have received lessons mm -hmm. from those visits. Yep. Um, so, yeah, so it was more than just a dream. Like, I actually, I, I can recount. And, and it's 
personal to me, so I won't go into detail, but I can recount uh, a message, messages from my sister mm -hmm. that were right on time that I definitely needed and I needed to look at certain things differently. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, there's definitely been visits, there have definitely been dreams and I can definitely tell the difference between the two. Yeah. I know I can. Um, I actually can feel the vibration mm -hmm. in my sleep. And it, it would throw me completely off because I didn't understand it. And that was something else that I had to look into because I didn't understand what was going on. It scared me. Right. I didn't like it. I didn't want it. Mm -hmm. But now I understand that I actually need it. Yeah. Absolutely, and it comes exactly when I when I need when it at need the it. right time. Right. Yes, and it, and and it, and it leads you like the first time, especially it leads you longing for another. Exactly, but it doesn't just come just because you want to see them, right? Necessarily, but like you said, it's like when you really, really need to hear that a voice from them, um, and you know, and and I'm sure it is is godly and it's God, you know, but. Him speaking to you in a familiar voice, right, and um, giving you exactly what you need at that moment, right. At least that's the way I receive it. So, just digging just a little bit more um, back to the question of why do you think we are here? Like, are we here to just? experience pain like what do you believe we are here for like what is the reason behind it you know that's something that i still ask um but right now i just really believe that and i'm sure and everyone says this and it's, it may come across as cliche but we all have a purpose mm -hmm. um and everyone's purpose is different mm -hmm. and i think that once you have fulfilled that purpose. And I don't even know if everyone meets and fulfills their purpose, their exact purpose. You know, um, when, you, when you look at scripture, you know, and not to make this a religious mm -hmm. or, or, or um, biblical type of conversation, but the Bible talks about God's perfect or his divine and his permissive mm -hmm. will. And some of us may fall into that permissive will, you know, that, that, that thing where it's like, it's not exactly what we, but he allowed us to be in this place, you know, in this space for a time. And, and maybe, and, then, and that's all we, we ever achieve in this lifetime. Um, but then some of us, I think, dig deeper in, into getting into what our deeper purpose is. Mm -hmm. and, and and we we experience that and we give that back to because that's what that's really what I think I think our life is meant to give back to the universe in whatever in way, what way? That, that's all I was in, <laughs> in whatever way that we were intended to mm -hmm. you know and and I still to this day I don't know exactly what I'm supposed to give exactly back to the universe but I'm sure it's something Mm -hmm. You know, I don't think that we're just here to experience life for, for ourselves. Right. You know what I'm saying? We're here for others. That's why God put us here with people. Um, so I think that we're supposed to definitely experience life and giving back to the universe. Hmm. 
I'm wondering if we are here to experience, um, if, if we are here on an assignment, um, if we are here on a contract, I'm, I'm not actually sure yet. Um, I've been looking into different things. I've been, <laughs> you know, I've been actually like looking like deep, 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 deep right. into things. Um, I've been following this guy, Astro Einstein, and he actually does past life regressions. And I find it quite, quite interesting. And it just makes me want to dig just a little further into it. And it's like, is reincarnation a real thing? I don't know. But I, I do believe that there are so many mysteries mm -hmm. of life. Mm -hmm. There are so many things that we may never uncover. Um, but when you think about it, there's so many things that I, be, I do believe that certain people tap into, mm -hmm. but because it's not the majority, mm -hmm. we dismiss it as just a thing, you know, or not being real. It's just something, you know what I mean? But mm -hmm. there, there's just too much out there that's unknown to us. I just want to expand the right side of my brain. I want to tap into it. I want, yeah. I, ugh, I just... It just seems like it's just so much more. And I'm sure that And I'm is. on this journey to yeah. find, you know, I want to go to Peru. Yeah, I want yeah, I to where, I want to I want to <laughs> go. I want to go on this ayahuasca retreat. I've been saying it. And I think I want to give it a try. I need to tap in. It's like maybe I maybe I'm going a bit too far, but I just have this this desire mm -hmm. to to learn more and i believe that it's so much more and i'm sure you're right I mean, you know and again one of the things that i've learned through through this whole experience of loss is to never dismiss any I ideology mm -hmm. you know i mean don't get me wrong there are certain things that i, I just can't get with but there are certain, I mean, but just because I don't understand it mm -hmm. doesn't mean that it's not real. It doesn't mean that it's not a possibility for me. So, yeah, so I, I'm not in the process. I'm not in the, of dismissing everything or every idea. Would you ever uh, do a past life regression there, uh, session? No. Really? No, I can't say no. I can't say no. Um, however, what I will say is that's, that's not the place where I am right currently. Mm -hmm. Like right now, I am so much more focused on the now, the now mm -hmm. living life in the now. Mm -hmm. Um, and I understand, I understand the idea of, uh, maybe going deeper into what you believe your purpose is or deeper into, um, Unlocking certain mm -hmm. answers, mm -hmm. um, but right now I just want—I'm living in now. I feel that I'm living in now and trying to experience everything that I feel like I'm supposed to experience right now. Mm -hmm. You know, so that—that's where I am. 
So through your loss, do you feel like you want to experience life more? Exactly. That's where I'm at. Exactly. And honestly, um, I learned that from Janetta. Yeah, she was so fearless. Yeah, I remember um, when my sister was, was pregnant with Jaden, she almost lost her life. Yeah. She almost lost her life in, in, in during pregnancy. And it was after giving birth to Jaden where she lived as though she knew she was on borrowed time. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and, and for right now, because maybe because I haven't had my own experience or brush with death, I don't feel like I'm on borrowed time, which I know we all are, but yeah. I, I just don't feel that type of urgency. But at the same time, I just, I just want to... I don't know. We don't know. And I just want to experience life in the now and do everything that I feel like I'm supposed to do right now. You know, when I I remember um, a pastor of mine telling me, Joseph, you know, just do what you know to do right. Mm -hmm. And so that's what I want to do. I'm living my life right now as to, okay, this is what I want to do. And I believe this is, you know, the right thing for me at this moment. Mm -hmm. And if I'm doing what I believe to be right, right now, the next thing will take care of itself. So that's where I'm I'm living. Wow. How about you? Yeah, I'm I'm definitely, definitely there. Um, I think I'm at a point now, and I shared this with my parents, I feel as though they raised me to be safe. Right. <laughs> um, and I just, I want to do more. You know, I want to move to another, another city. Mm-hmm. I want to actually live life and and make a mark. I just don't want to exist. I feel as though my parents and even my grandmother, like, she played it safe and they they were just yeah, existing. And, and, and I just want to live. And, I, and and honestly, and this is getting a little off topic, but that's a little, um, a cultural thing. Yeah. You know, we, we've always been taught to, most of us have been taught to, you know, don't you leave that good job. Right. You know, you don't know, there ain't too many good paying jobs out here or, or don't you leave that good man? Don't you leave that good woman? Mm -hmm. You know, because we're taught to just to a Mm -hmm. life isn't promised, you know, do, do what's practical. Right. And so a lot of us have, are, have lived in that and, you know, um, practical hasn't, hasn't achieved much no practical just hasn't achieved much so yeah it's talking it's time to start being a little maybe impractical mm-hmm. and doing things outside of and i think outside of your comfort zone outside of like I, hey, any there's no growth mm-hmm. in comfort right there's absolutely no growth in comfort and me being someone who you know is all you know into fitness weightlifting, you know i know that mm-hmm. like i my body your body doesn't begin to change until you put it under some uncomfortable right. circumstances. And that's the same thing with life. So, you know, that's one of the things that, you know, loss has taught me. 
we, we're on borrowed time. And right. we just don't know how much we have. Right. So it's like, why not? Why are we living in fear? Right. You know, um, I don't want to be laying on my deathbed and saying, man, I really wish I would have. Right. I agree. Yeah. I agree. You know what? That's why I'm glad I'm on this journey with you. Me too. You're, you're my partner. You're my, you're my boo. And I know I had a conversation with a few of my friends, and it actually came up that marriage is nothing but a piece of paper. Mm. And I totally disagree. What about you? What is marriage to you? Well, I, I disagree. <laughs> I, I, I disagree that it's uh, just a piece of paper. Um, however, I do understand in this day and age why certain people may feel that way. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, that's a conversation for another day, you know. But um, I am definitely glad that I decided to take that plunge with you. Mm -hmm. You know, um, I don't believe that I would be where I am mm -hmm. just dating you, mm -hmm. just having you as my girlfriend. Mm -hmm. You know, I, you being my wife is very significant in my life. So, How so? Oh, now you want me to big you up? Yes, I do. Well, big me up. Hey, well, listen. The truth is, there there's so many things, like, there's so many things that I, I couldn't share and experience with a girlfriend. Mm -hmm. You know, I need a wife for. You know, and like the conversation that we're having now, like, we're going through death. Yeah. Dealing with death and, and loss of, of, of loved ones, you know. Um, I needed my wife yeah. I needed someone who was right there for me to pick up the pieces, mm -hmm. you know, because, you know, I, I was, I, be, I was a mess. I know. I was a real mess. And through the, the, the death of my father, uh, like I can even, you know, one of the conversations that we had in our first episode when we had our uh, launch party, we talked about foreclosure. Yeah. Well, that near that foreclosure wasn't because we weren't working and we weren't making money. Right. That foreclosure is because I had checked out. Yeah. And I just stopped taking care of business. Yes. So, um, and that's one of the experiences of us. So when we went through that, when I lost my sister, because you were there for me through that experience. Mm -hmm. You stepped right up on taking care of business. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I need a wife for that. Mm -hmm. To take care, to understand that, okay, this is what he's about to go through. Mm -hmm. And I'm not going to make him feel a way for what he is about to experience. But I'm going to step up and be his helpmate. Yep. And ride us through these next several months or whatever it is that he needs to get himself back together. Yep. You know what I'm saying? And I don't, I don't know. And this isn't, uh, for me, this isn't a knock on girlfriends around the world, but I don't know if a girlfriend could have done what you stepped up and did during those times. So for me, 
that that's bigger than anything. I agree. I agree. And I'm telling you, I whew, I couldn't imagine going through these past few years with anyone else mm-hmm. besides you. And and I agree that um, I mean having a spouse ugh, it's amazing. It's amazing. It really is. Yeah. Yeah. So do we wanna leave it there? Yeah, that that's I think good. that's a good place to leave it. Yes, yes. I love you. I love you too, bud. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So that's where we're gonna leave it. Hey, hopefully, you know, we 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 spoke to someone through this this message. You know, this wasn't. I don't think this this isn't our normal. You know, we usually like to laugh, and this is a lot of comedy and yes. and, and, and whatnot. But I really feel like this could have really touched somebody else right. and helped somebody else through their process. So, yeah, yes. Right. All right. Let's send them out. Yeah.